This is your host, Ryan. Join us always, Seth. Howdy, y'all. This week is just the two of us, and we did split, switch shit up a little bit. We were supposed to be talking about Under the Skin this week, but to make sure that we could have Roxy on that episode, this week we jumped ahead, and we're doing the fourth kind, and next week we will be doing Under the Skin. But before we get into talking about this <sighs> movie... Um, yeah, I'm something. <laughs> what have you been watching? Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> Started off my uh, movie adventure this week with The Ninth Gate. I love that fucking movie. Yeah. Roman Polanski, 1999. I watched it on Amazon. It's based on the book. Uh, Club. Let me Kumas. clarify. I love the movie. I do not love the filmmaker. It's so fucking slow, dude. I, it's, it's a slow burn. Oh, my God. It was it's such a, a slow, slow burn. fucking burn. I... Kristen was sitting there too watching it, and I, and I think go I go back and rewatch R- Rosemary's Baby, dude. That's a slow fucking burn, too. Yeah, but <laughs> Rosemary's Rosemary's Baby to me was a little bit more enthralling. Like I, I love the concept of the film. I love them discovering everything, you know, Johnny Depp and all that shit. Um, it it I I liked it. I just wish it wasn't so fucking slow. But I really did enjoy the film. <laughs> but I would have enjoyed it way more if it's it wasn't. Like opening up those presents, but you unwrap the package and there's another gift inside of it and you mm. just keep unwrapping 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 and then finally you get this little itty bitty thing at the very end of it yeah <laughs> and when you're you know it's it's satan shit so you were all enthralled and you know these books and you know it okay so then after that um watch the running man with arnold 1987 uh dweezil zappa is also in it Surprisingly, that was based off a short story by Stephen King. Yeah, yep, that's very true. Um, great 80s movie. It's on Amazon. Jesse Ventura is also in it. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, it was fucking, I'd never seen it before, but I'd heard nothing but great things. Did you recognize the other <clears throat> main person in that movie? Um, no, tell me. Maybe from a little TV show called The Family Feud. Um, the host was fucking Richard Dawson. See, Richard Dawson. I was like, why do I know this name? And I didn't search, you yeah. know. But okay. that He that was the host that. of the Family Feud for fucking years. Um, highly recommend if you haven't yeah. seen it. <laughs> yeah. Arnold talked a lot more in it than I thought he was going to. <laughs> oh, God. Arnold needs to talk less, but <laughs> that's a conversation for another day. Um, And then I jumped into uh, another Stephen King, The Dead Zone. 
The original? Uh, 1983. With Christopher Walken? Christopher Walken, okay. Martin Sheen, um, David Cronenberg film. It's on Amazon. Uh, I don't... I don't remember if that was the first time I'd seen it or not because it kind of looked familiar, but I loved it. I would, I'd watch it again it, and again. It's a great fucking flick. Um, they did remake it. The remake is okay. Okay. But it doesn't have the impact I think the original fucking had. Yeah, this was wonderful. Uh, yeah, take some time if you haven't seen it and definitely fucking go see it. And then Roxy had to watch Goodwill Hunting for school. Okay. And uh, she got to see the bit where Harmony Corrine is in it uh, for that little bit when they're in the hospital. Yeah. And he like walks up to him and he's like, you want some of this ass? Like, oh my goodness, Roxy laughed so fucking hard. And so did I because uh, she had never seen it before. On I, I showed her the clip of it once I had seen it, but mm. she loved it. I loved it. Great movie. Please fucking support that movie. Uh, you know. Yeah, Will Hunting. It, Except for the Boston, Matt Damon and yeah. Ben Affleck. But, you know, Robin Williams. I, I give them credit. They wrote a good script. Mm. And deservingly so, they won the Oscar for it. Mm-hmm. That's another one of those movies that's kind of like fucking the ninth gate to me. It's too damn slow. Oh, that's fair. Way too damn slow. Well, she had to like analyze it and use what they're teaching her in class. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. how did, you know, how did Robin Williams demonstrate this as a mm-hmm. fucking professional psychologist? You know, what yeah. happens? And it was really fun, actually. We had a blast. And that's actually kind of cool because what, when you start to dissect a film in that way, when you're watching it, mm-hmm. you're kind of putting your head, your mindset in that of a film critic you have to dissect every layer of a movie that's why i watch movies so many goddamn times before we do the reviews yeah because i try to look at even if i hate a movie you have to see i want to see of... something mm-hmm. that works for me right Maybe doesn't always happen view. right doesn't always happen so then but that's a good way to start dissecting a movie so then what how do i say that? okay from <laughs> From a filmmaker standpoint, when you watch films multiple times, Mm -hmm. to a certain extent, you're almost looking through that film through a different lens Mm -hmm. uh, each time you see it to try to find that point of view or something that you maybe don't understand Mm -hmm. from the jump. And you're like, okay, let me try it again. Like when I was doing just the online review shit. Yeah. I would see a movie when it came out twice. Every fucking time. Once on a Friday, once on a Saturday. Okay. Friday. That was going to be my honest opinion. Okay. As a critic. <laughs> Saturday was for me to enjoy the movie. Yeah. Okay. As a because normie. I have to look at it in a completely different fucking, as you put it, lens. Yeah. I have to be critical of fucking everything. That's fair. And. Like I said, that's why I watch these things so many goddamn times yeah. <laughs> before. <coughs> Did you? Oh, uh, let's see here what else, else I got. Uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow. That's fucking you, rad. You were telling me about that. I <clears> don't <throat> think I've seen that. It's fucking bonkers. Um, I didn't. I didn't have time to see who it was written and directed by. 
Um, but it kind of had a bunch of synthy bangers in it, which I loved a lot. It had the weirdness of the Hannibal TV show. Okay. Um, uh, kind of the way it's filmed and just kind of how they they present. Oh, my, the editing was so sick. And they spent, even from the jump, it just the editing is just bonkers. Um, let's see here. What else did I put? Any notes on that one? I didn't. I wrote a lot of notes on here, but not for that. Um, and then I jumped <laughs> over to um, Kristen was chilling, kind of doing some work. And so I put something on that we could both enjoy. Um, put on Batman Forever. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, man. Robin, um, fucking Jim Carrey and Tommy, Tommy Lee, Jones. Lee Jones. Now, Val Kilmer obviously is trash all day long every day. But, um, you know, we enjoyed it for what it is. Let, let's call it. Let's call it Spade. It was Spade. That movie sucks. <laughs> it was a comic booky film. We loved it. That was so. the start of the downfall in the Batman franchise. <laughs> I I still love it, man. I I don't care. At least the bat suit didn't have fucking nipples. So yeah, I, I'm not going to give it too much. That's true. Don't get me wrong. Bat, you know, Robin was Robin and all that. I mean, yes, like, oh, yeah. I, I know, I know. But and when, I, when he drops the holy rusted metal, Batman. What he's like <laughs> the metal. It's rusted. Yeah, <laughs> holy. Um. Highway to Hell. Okay. So I wrote bad and okay. (laughs) (laughs) That was was the best way I can put it. (laughs) (laughs) I watched a movie that was bad, but okay. Yeah. (laughs) So um, it was right in the 80s. I believe that was an 80s one as well. I think so, yeah. Um, Watch it. It was good enough to fucking talk about. And then New Year's Evil. Oh, you f- got down on that one. I love that fucking movie. I, I enjoyed it. Not going to lie. It's an unsung gem. Like too many people do not know about that fucking movie. <laughs> Which is crazy because it, it is wonderful as fuck. And it's got to be yes. a cult classic. I mean, they made two of them, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, And I then so. uh, I watched where the Buffalo Roam. <laughs> the very first Hunter S. Thompson movie. I was. A little skeptical at first of Bill Murray, but once he started hearing... What about him, them casting fucking Peter Boyle as fucking the Mexican? Um, yeah, An that was Irish guy. Because <laughs> <Like, Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> if you know the history of Hunter S. Thompson, there's a reason why Hunter called him the spick. <laughs> okay, sorry. Sorry to say that. Hey, he's just quoting Hunter. You know <laughs> yeah. I mean? you're, not, you're not being racist. You're just quoting <laughs> shit. Um... But I like love it. Like Benicio del Toro was perfect. And then Peter Boyle next. Okay, well, so- <laughs> it just doesn't really fucking work. But it is a fun fucking movie, and it I, really I was. think Bill Bill Murray did a phenomenal job. In it. He did. I think Johnny got into hunter's head a little more and channeled hunter a little more and never let him go man still to this fucking day i guarantee there's a lot of hunter in his fucking head i imagine i think he's got some kind of hunter s tattoo yep uh somewhere i I, when he passed away yeah um great film it was it was everything i wanted it to be i'll be honest i had only watched it once but i was wasted and so seeing it today um, was fucking wonderful. So highly recommend if you have it. I don't remember what year it's bo- uh, was born. What year it was born? Um, but it's based off the book. I think it came out in 1989. Uh, okay, that sounds right. I watched it on Amazon Prime. 
Um, then I watched Smile. And uh, that's one that we're going to have to do on this podcast because I do want to have a conversation about that. That movie fucking kicks ass, dude. I, See, I go up and down with it. Um, the concept behind it was <laughs> so I started having fun with it and the, just the idea behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, how to beat it and then I really took more out of it like it's I took more out of it as a self-reflective film right we all have these demons and we we can pass them on to other people and yeah. shit but the only way and when she when she faced the demon at the end and I was like oh cool you think you, you killed it but then you see the fucking chick and or then you see the dude and he, he starts doing it and you, you can't get away from me or whatever you're like oh fuck no yeah. you know so then I was like okay this is what I would do <clears throat> Find a kid who is catatonic, and he's my witness. Okay. So then I horrifically murder, and this all has to be like an insane asylum or mm-hmm. something, so that way it's more believable. And then you horribly murder another one in front of the catatonic kid, right? And so that way it leaves you, and it goes to catatonic kid. Okay. And then you're just kind of, you're free of it. Now it lives with him, and you can, I mean, granted, you still have to live with that on your soul, but... At least you're not in prison, right? You could you could just be like, I came in and it was like, like if you did it right the correct way, but you just have to do it with somebody who can't squeal on you because they're canatonic and someone who can't attack you or run away. They're just they just have to be a fucking because that's all you need is a witness. Pass it on, right? Yeah. And it just has to be horrific, and then you can blame it on like some of the other one See, of the other. We were kind of talking about it earlier. I'm like, I think this is a more vanilla version of it. It follows. See, and I need to see that. Yeah. Whereas this, you need a witness. And it follows. All you have to do is fuck somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and it passes the curse yeah, on. Yeah, dude. So you take it follows in species and just, things are fucked. Yes. Figuratively and literally. Yeah. Oh, species. You, you can say that. <laughs> I miss that. I love them. That's a, that's a rewatch. I love all three of those fucking movies. Yeah. <laughs> they were just an excuse to watch aliens fuck other people and then murder Pretty them. Much. It was wonderful. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, and then after no, that's actually I think that's that's what our where I'm at today. So I watched uh, Straight Outta Compton again. <laughs> okay, tight. I love that fucking flick, and because I watched Straight Outta Compton, had to watch Boys in the Hood. Okay, nice. <laughs> Those two kind of go hand in hand in my book. Um, watched some documentaries. Okay. Um, watched Bowling for Columbine. Ooh. I used to own that DVD. I love, like, I, I, I don't care people's fucking on that political record. beliefs on Michael Moore. That's a damn good fucking movie. And I'm a gun lover. Yeah. But I agree with every single thing that is said in that fucking movie. I firmly stand behind yeah. that. Um, The, the fact that by the end of that documentary, Michael Moore and the two two victims that appeared in the documentary um, of Columbine, the fact that they were able to get Kmart to quit selling, they were just wanting to get their handgun ammo out of their store. Kmart vowed within 90 days, which they did fucking do, yeah. stop the sale of all ammunition in their stores. And like I said, I, I, I agree with that message. Even though I am 
a gun supporter, gun owner, but I stand by that. What are your thoughts on the controversy about the film? <sighs> Best way I can put it is I respect what Michael Moore did. Because as a filmmaker, if you make a documentary, don't care how much you ride the saddle, it's going to come out biased one way or another. Well, oh, dude, 100%. That's what fucking anything that's written down or expressed yeah, at any person from like any human being is going to be biased. No exactly. What the fuck you do. But you have to already have that pre existing expectation understanding because you're already going to put your own filter on it already you already yeah. have because how it works is we all have our own pre-existing opinions on everything mm -hmm. regardless where we live who we're where we're born how we're raised but depending on what all those factors contain you're gonna have pre-existing opinions of pretty much every topic that exists that you know about yeah. right so going into any new topic you've already got these preset under like things and so and that that's where i kind of like toe the line with michael moore is I agree with everything that he believes in. I don't like the way he goes about it sometimes. Okay. Like when you look at some of his other documentaries, which is the second <laughs> he, one he's I a watched. Journalist. That's that's it's, yeah. It's in the realm of the profession. But like I, I also watched <laughs> Fahrenheit 9/11, <coughs> and that is just a straight platform to shit on w yeah that's all that documentary is <laughs> but you cut to films like which i'll probably watch next week sicko which is all about the healthcare system the fact that michael moore can't get these nine nine eleven first responders the healthcare that they desperately fucking need like the ones that are having to spend two thousand dollars a month on inhalers and medications just because they were first responders and the crap that was in those buildings wasn't necessarily kosher when they fell but the fact that they had to be Michael Moore takes them to Cuba mm -hmm. <clears throat> and what costs them $2,000 costs them $30 out of pocket. Yeah. So like I said, I agree with what he believes in. Just don't necessarily always agree with the execution, his execution of it. Yeah, that's fair. And Again, like I was saying, it, it does kind of go hand in hand with the profession, which doesn't justify or make it any more okay. Um, you, there's always going to be a certain level of skis when you want to mm. get certain controversial content. Yeah. You know what I mean? There, that's that's the risky edge, that line that you have to draw. But from the outside looking in, it's we're, everybody's just kind of like, come on, bro. And, but that's where you get that reputation. Yep. That's why you had a preface with like, Regardless of what everybody fucking believes that that was a good movie, right? Mm. Well, again, that's if 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 people are coming after you, it means you're kind of doing something right. You know, and I don't always that doesn't apply to all situations, but for some of them, I think it does. 
Um, oh, absolutely. But he he rolled the dice and he made his point across, and he still had money to make more movies. I don't. What does he do now? Motherfucker doesn't he do anything still, now. He still makes movies. Does he for real? Yeah. What? I don't remember the last time I heard a film that he had he had done, or someone was like, "Dude, you seen the new Michael Moore film?" No. Just because he's got that reputation, no one gives a fuck. Yeah, he does not get theatrical releases anymore. Mm. Ever since he won the Oscar for Best Documentary, he'll never win another Oscar again because of his Oscar speech. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. Look it up. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> no, but he's still he's still stirring the pot as it were <laughs> um i did see the nun too yes i do want to give it a second viewing because the events that i'm not going to get into it on there you just got to see it again yeah <laughs> i haven't well maybe i could i'll watch the first one right quick um uh, i'm gonna be gone never mind i'm not i can't be i'm gonna be gone <laughs> i can't go see it with you <laughs> We'll see it at some point. Um, watched, I think, yeah, it was on a Netflix originally. Um, Trainwrecked, the documentary on, I think it was a th- yeah three episode documentary on the nineteen ninety nine Woodstock. If you haven't seen it. Give it a fucking watch. It is sounds extremely familiar. fucking amazing. You see how badly they screwed the pooch. Yeah, now I'm trying to do fucking that <clears throat> concert. Mm-hmm. Well, was that so, the one on the Hell's Angels where we're doing security? No, that was uh, Ultima. That was 1960. That was 69 or 70. It was right after the original Woodstock where the Hells Angels were doing that crap. <clears throat> this was held in not too far from where the original one was in New York. But yeah, it goes bad really fucking fast. <laughs> yeah, I feel like. I, I remember ordering it, pay per view, watching it live. In seeing all this crap go down. Oh my God. Like, just like by the end of it, they're everyone's setting everything on fucking fire and shit like that. Yeah, it goes gonzo really fucking quick. <laughs> Time to riot. That's pretty much what it fucking was. <laughs> yeah, you get a bunch of fucking drugged out, angry hippies and then some. That's the thing. The people that were there. It's not like it was in 1969. Mm. Like everyone that was there was like if you went to a, a frat movie. house douchebag. Oh, gross. that was just there to fucking rape. Yeah, young girls. Okay, because you know how many fucking underage girls were raped at the 99 Woodstock. Uh Probably more than I care to know. Yes, yeah, it is more than you'd care to know. I I believe that. It, but watch the documentary. Okay, like the footage that they have, and like I said, I'm one of the lucky ones 
that was watching it live on pay-per-view as it, as it aired. Yeah. Being able to see this other footage because they were shooting while the event was going Everything, on. Yes. So you see a completely different side. Yeah, I believe it. Of what the fuck was going on. Did anything like um, things that people submitted who were there? Like, you know what I mean? Maybe people who brought their own cameras. Oh, there's a lot of fucking home footage. Home footage a- shit in there. Okay. Um, bottom line is this. Anyone that was at 99 Woodstock, I highly recommend going to the fucking doctor. Because <laughs> all that fucking, like, when they're, uh, if you remember the 99, they had the huge, or the 69, huge weather front came in. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of mud and shit yeah, I like that. that. Crap that they're sliding, and then this fucking 99 wasn't mud. Yeah, I'm sure. Let's put that. it that way. The porta potty. Their porta potties were overflowing. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, still a fun document. Yeah, why not? Um, watch some, <clears throat> some uh, fun stand up comedy. All right. Sure, if you're Tom Wilson. You know who that is? Actually, I, I don't. He played. He was Biff in Back to the Future. He's doing stand up. So I'm gonna play two clips here. Okay. I love these fucking songs. <laughs> All right. And this, like this first one. Okay, let's I can understand the reason why he wrote this song. Okay. When I'm flying in a plane or I'm on the street, there's a lot of friendly people that I like to meet. They shake my hand but never ask my name, and they start asking questions that are always the same. Hey, what's Michael J. Fox like? He's nice. What's Christopher Lloyd like? Kind of quiet. What's Crispin Glover like? Unusual. Stop asking me the question. To the bar mitzvah of my nephew Josh. Now I'm not Jewish, but I like to nosh. Mm. Put on my yarmulke, started to pray. When the rabbi leaned over and I heard him say, Hey, was that real manure? No, it wasn't. How was that DeLorean? A piece of garbage. Do those hoverboards really fly? It's a movie. Stop asking me the question. Can we take your picture? Come on, look mean. Would you call my friend a butthead on his answering machine? Questions, questions fill my head. I went to my doctor, my doctor said, what does a key grip do? Set up lights. What does the best boy do? Help the key grip. What does a producer do? I don't know. (laughs) Stop asking me the question. Do you all hang out together? No, we don't. How's Crispin Glover? I never talked to him. Back to the future for not happening. Stop asking me the question. Hey, who's the nicest famous guy? You know, Adam Sandler. Who is the biggest jerk? Gary Busey. How much money do you make more than you do? So stop asking me the question. (laughs) Okay, well played. And this is the other one. Has nothing to do with Back to the Future. But... I love this fucking song. She's got long blonde hair running down her back and pretty blue eyes. Yeah, that's a fact. 
Her nose is just perfect and her smile just gleams. She looks like a model in a magazine. She got her itty bitty body in a teeny tiny skirt. You can see her belly button neath her purple skimpy shirt. She's a California beauty who could stop the show. But there's one thing, fellas, that you got to know. She's my daughter. <laughs> You touch her or hurt her or make her sad I'm gonna hurt you twice as bad <laughs> I'm the kind of guy that likes to have some fun Just drinking lots of liquor and polishing my gun You wanna mess around with my pussy cat? I might just kill you with a baseball bat I own a crowbar, steak knives, I got a hatchet man well, come on, let's face it, I could kill you with my bare hands. I catch you making moves on her, I'll know just what to do. I'll shove my foot so far up there, I could wear you as a shoe. She's my daughter. <laughs> hey, that's right, she's my daughter. Ooh, 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 ooh. I'll sneak into your room where your mommy makes your bed. I'll grab that stupid surfer necklace and I'll beat your little head in two. <laughs> that's right, she's my daughter. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Come on over for dinner and meet us friendly folk. Just remember, little fella, this song is not a joke. Cause I'm steamrolling. I'm gonna roll all over you. Thanks for coming out, everybody. Good night. Well, being a father of a daughter, that was a great track. <laughs> and to think, the man that wrote that violent, violent song is a devout first time I ever met the man was at a life teen concert. Oh, wow. At America West arena. Well, you know, God has <laughs> vengeance, right? He did kill a lot. Well, um, technically he did kill his own son, yeah. <laughs> but that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> or a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Unless we can find a movie about it, which well, there's plenty of those. Yeah. But the we passion have of the Christ. Anybody? You know, I watched it on Mushrooms, and I'd be down to do it again. That would be an interesting watch. And then a podcast after it when we're all fucking shrooming. That would be interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I like a squishy cast. (laughs) Is there anything coming out that you're looking forward to checking out? Um, Oh, man. Oh, hey, I have it on my cell phone. Just a little bit of information right now from what I understand. So coming to theaters, we've got Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. Yep, the prequel. <clears throat> okay, so that's going to be the prequel. That was mm. my next question. Now, I wrote these down, and I was going to spend some time and actually watch the fucking trailers, but <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> um, so at least I've got a list that we can tell people of what the fuck's coming to theaters. And this... I don't know if this applies to your area. I just know that this is just coming out. But um, A Haunting in Venice <clears throat> that comes out on the 15th. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dumb Money. Uh, I'm not sure about that one. Dark Knight uh, is actually back in theaters. Yep, they so, re-released it. Uh, you know, it's the Dark Knight was great. Seeing it in theaters is always yeah. fun. Um, let's see here. Uh, Outlaw Johnny Black. Okay. Um, Lego Movie is back in theaters again. So if you, I have a feeling they're going to be re-releasing a lot of crap in theaters right now because of the strikes. 
Oh. There's not a lot of crabs being made right now. Cash crabs. Yep. Okay. That makes sense. Actually, that makes a fuck ton of sense. Um, Cassandro coming out on the 15th. Camp Hideout, 15th. Canary, 15th. And uh, Satanic Hispanics comes out <laughs> on the 14th. And that one looks pretty tight. Um, let's see here. Now I've got some coming to streaming. Uh, Always Sunny, season 17. That amazes me that that show is still fucking going. Not me, bro. That I love that show. It's fucking great. But 17 <sighs> years? That is fucking insane. Good for him, man. Because I, I think a lot of people told him he couldn't do it. Well, I believe it. Yeah. Look how many times Futurama got canceled. Yeah, which I still back. haven't started yet. <laughs> what I'm, But I'm going to, right? I'm going to. That's on the to-do list. Um, Wednesday season two, uh, coming soon to Netflix. Um, now this is actually one that I have sat down and watched. Um, Vox Mac, uh, Machina. Mm-hmm. It's um, dudes playing D and D, and they turn it into a TV show. Pretty much, yeah. what I have taken from it. Uh, Beyond in December, uh, on Prime Video, uh, Castlevania Nocturne season one. I like the Castlevania animated ones. So I'm hoping this is okay. going to be as tight as the original one. Um, that one comes out September 27th on Netflix. Um, Squid Game, The Challenge, uh, comes out in October. Netflix. I just hope it fucking, it works because they waited so damn long to come up with a follow-up to Squid Game. Some Don't Rush Perfection, maybe. I mean, I don't know how long it took them to do the original. Less than a year. Hmm. Well, I'm 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 shooting for him. Um. Let's see here. Barbie, September twelfth, which by now should already be out. Yep, for two days. Um. It just said video on demand. Uh. Let's see here. El Conde vampire satire film. Uh. September fifteenth okay. on Netflix. Uh. Elemental. Um. September thirteenth on Disney Plus. John Wick 4, I believe. Yeah, that just went September, on demand. Yeah, 15th, which is what says tomorrow on Stars, And then, ooh, I want to see this one as Talk to Me. And that should be out I've heard, two days ago. Oh, I've heard is. a lot of mixed <clears throat> about that one. For real? Yeah, so I'm Oof. interested in seeing it because two of my biggest pot, horror podcasts that I listen to. Okay. One is high, like high praise, Ooh. and the other is a little lower. So I'm kind of curious, but I'll I'll watch any any horror movie any day of the goddamn week. Yeah, and the fact that these two young guys who primarily make fucking, from what I understand, uh, prank videos. And never have directed a film. Mm-hmm. Just made online comment. Now they've worked in on movies before, oh. but it was all behind the scenes shit. Um, so I'm I'm curious to see how it turns out. Like I said, I hear a lot of mixed reviews. I already know what happens in the movie, mm. um, but I want to give it a sit down and my honest my honest viewing the first time 
than a horror fans viewing the second day. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll have to. The cool thing is, is if you rent it, I think you get to watch it as much as you want in like you know ten or twelve hours or mm-hmm. twenty four hours or something. So we could just fucking rent it and then just watch it twice. True. <laughs> watch and take like a fifteen minute eat some food or something and then watch it again. Sometimes, yeah, that's not a bad idea because we've in the like when we started the podcast, we watched the movie the day before, then watched it the next day, and then recorded that evening. Mm-hmm. If you watch a movie back to back, you pick a you can pick up a lot of crap that you missed. I imagine you have to because it's so fresh in your mind still Mm -hmm. that you're just like, wait a minute, I just saw this and I didn't see that the first time I saw it. Like, oh, it's probably because I'd be willing to bet if you wait a week and you watch it again, shit that you probably would have already remembered. Mm -hmm. You're like, I don't remember this, but you probably fucking totally did. You know what I mean? At that time. Um, I'm down. Every type. Like, I remember. uh, Don't remember what year it was off the top of my head, but I remember me and my brother going to. The AMC 24. Mm-hmm. First thing in the morning. And we spent the entire day at the movie theater. Fuck yeah. We saw Slither, which was James Gunn movie at that time. I went looking for that, by the way. So fucking good. Yeah. Um, and then we saw Basic Instinct 2. The very next day, I'm back at the movie theater. Seeing Slither. Nice. <laughs> and Basic Instinct too. Because I had to get your both. get the double viewing. It. That's right. Um and definitely f- for sure Slither is gonna be one that we are gonna cover on here. Okay. Maybe we'll dabble in the basic instinct because I got thoughts on that movie. <laughs> I think I need to sit down and watch them again. It's been a hot minute since yeah. I've uh watched ba- any either of the basic instincts. Yeah. I was little. Because oh, what the fucking first one came out like 91, 93. Yeah. Early 90s. Um, <laughs> uh, the only, like, we've talked about it briefly on the podcast. I'm like, excited for the new soft lick. Doing my best not <laughs> to watch any new trailers that are coming out. So I'm. Anytime on YouTube or oh, it shows me this thing, I'm like, nope, not nope, watching nope. it, not watching it. <laughs> yeah. Um, October 27th, I'm looking forward to Five Nights at Freddy's. The only thing that scares the hell out of me with Five Nights at Freddy's, it's PG-13. And we want to be, well, you can still. Mm. I was hoping it was going to be. <sighs> I understand it's not based off a quote-unquote violent video game. But violence is highly implied in that game. I would have liked to have seen it. But I am happy that Jim Henson's creature shop is the one that designed the characters. Cool, if you're going to do it, do it right. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the one trailer I've seen of this movie, it looks fucking badass yeah i think i started even for it. a pg-13 fucking flick <clears throat> and you can still do quite a bit i mean but when you look at that trailer there's a lot of like fucking like it's all jump scares that's the whole garden tools is. spinning really really fast at somebody's face i'm like this could be amazing yeah 
Splatterfest. And the fact that it's fucking Bloomhouse doing it. That was my next question. Yeah. Hell yeah. Good budget, good special effects. I I hope it meets my expectations. Yeah. <laughs> because we all saw a movie a couple of years back <gasps> called Willie's Wonderland, which was pretty much Five Nights at Freddy. Right, before they actually made a real one. And it starred Nicolas Cage, who doesn't utter a goddamn word in the entire fucking movie. He's the only character in the fucking movie next to the animatronics. So hopefully this movie fixes what that movie did so fucking poorly. Maybe it was like a precursor, like the studio was like, all right, we're going to throw this out there and see if we get any nibbles on like a ripoff version of it. And then if that does good, maybe we'll, uh, we'll go and do it for real. Or maybe they knew that it was coming and then like, because I've heard that there's certain studios out there that will name their films really close to other films. Oh, yeah. And then that way when you go searching for it, you think it's actually that one. So they get views and it's really not the one you thought it was. That's a very true thing. Yeah. All right. Um, let's take a quick listen to the trailer. We'll get back to talk about the fourth kind. All right. State your name for the camera. Dr. Abigail Tyler. Okay, where would you like to begin? I am actress Mila Jovovich, and I will be portraying Dr. Abigail Tyler. This film is a dramatization of events that occurred October 2000. Every scene in this movie is supported by archive footage. Some of what you're about to see is extremely disturbing. Wake up in the middle of the night almost every night. And there's nothing unusual waking you up? There's one thing. There's an owl at my window. An owl. His eyes are big. A white owl just looking at me. Had you ever seen it before? Tommy? When I was a kid, just staring at me. I've seen it a lot. Every night this week. Four, three, two. Tell me about the owl. It doesn't look like a normal owl. There's no owl. It's not an owl. <laughs> that voice is speaking Sumerian, the oldest language in human history. You can go into any Sumerian exhibit and see etchings and sculptures of men in space suits and oxygen masks, rockets that look like Apollo. Do you believe in abduction theories? You don't mean alien abductions, do you? There's more fear in his eyes than I've ever seen in my life. What's wrong? There are more missing people in Nome than any other town in Alaska. I have to get this out of my head because it's dug in there and I can't think straight. What'd you see? You were there. I can't explain it. Someone or something came into my room. 
and it took me away. This is it, Jennifer. Your big break in TV. Welcome to prime time, bitch. Abigail Tyler begins to discuss a hypnotism session performed on her by a colleague, Dr. A- Abel Campos. In an attempt to remember back to the night her husband, Will, was murdered beside her in their bed and to recollect the face of the murderer. However, she cannot recall the face of this at the time of the sessions. Results in leaving her in tears. Campos tries to convince Tyler to take time off so she can clear her head, but she insists that she must continue her husband's studies. As a brief scene with her two children, Ashley, who had gone blind soon after her father's death, and Ronnie, who blames his mother for the murder of Will. Tyler begins her studies on the sleep-deprived in Nome, Alaska, the isolated town where she lives. She notes that her patients have all awoken during the night to see a white owl watching them outside their windows for hours at a time. Tyler suggests to one patient, Tommy, that she put him under to hypnosis to discover something he couldn't remember from the prior night. Under the hypnosis, Fisher says that he had woken to see the owl outside his window yet again. It disappears at his as his door opens and he goes into hysterics before Tyler can snap him out of it. Terrified and unwilling to reveal what he had seen opening this door, Fisher leaves. That night, the cops are called to the Fisher household to discover that Fisher is holding his wife, Sarah, and their two children hostage, refusing to discuss the situation with anyone other than Abigail. She arrives, and while she attempts to calm him, Fisher begins screaming in a language that Tyler cannot understand and demanding that she tell him the meaning of what he is saying. When she can't supply a translation, Fisher shoots his wife, their children, and himself. Sheriff August interrogates Tyler as to whether or not she believes her hypnosis therapy with Fisher that day was in relation to the shooter. When Tyler doesn't see a connection, August becomes enraged and tells her to cease her studies to, of sleep deprivation and the hypnosis of her patients. After returning home, Tyler grabs her tape recorder and makes notes over her patients, falling asleep while the recorder is still on. The following morning, Tyler arrives at work. Campos is waiting for her, Worried after hearing about what happened at the Fisher's house, she assures him that she is all right and the hands on her hands her tape recorder to her secretary, asking her to trans- transcribe it. In her office, Scott, another of Tyler's patients, is waiting with his wife, Cindy. They decide to be hypnotized despite the recent tragedy. During the session, he begins shaking and gagging, and Tyler has a difficult time snapping him out of the hypnosis. When she finally does, he reveals that non-human creatures have invaded his room. The couple leaves moments later before Tyler's secretary enters and tells her that she cannot transcribe the tape. Curious, 
Tyler and Compass listen to the tape moments after. Tyler finishes her notes and falls asleep. Mechanical noises are heard, followed by terrified, heart-stopping screams. Coming straight from Tyler and the distorted voice speaking in an unknown language. In her husband's research, she finds the name of a number of Dr. Awaloa Adusami. <laughs> Tyler calls the number and asks him if he knew her husband. He claims he didn't, but says that someone uses an alias of John had called him from the number before. They set up a time to meet Tyler and her discuss with Campos, and they discuss everything that this John in them talked about. Terrified, Abigail hurries to her house and starts packing, intending to flee to the North, North Carolina. The sheriff shows up. And because John is now paralyzed from the neck down and August believes that Tyler did it as he is arresting her. Campos comes in and firmly states that Tyler had nothing to do with the accident. August agrees to leave Tyler at her house under constant surveillance by an officer of his in the early morning hours. The officer spots an object flying over the household and calls August. The police officer also states he saw the three of them entering a starship. When August arrives, he finds the sobbing Tyler in Ashley's room, claiming that a beam of light appeared and took her daughter. August demands Tyler to stop her nonsense, believing that she is the cause behind Ashley's disappearance. Firmly believing that her daughter was abducted, Tyler asks Campos and Adusami to put her under hypnosis to bring her back to the night her tape recording caught her screaming, which she believes was a recording of her own personal abduction, in an attempt to directly contact the aliens and demand for Ashley back. Compass puts Tyler into a deep sleep and an inhuman voice speaking through her. She begins screaming in Sumerian. Tyler begins an almost schizophrenic scene where she and the Sumerian voice speaking through her start arguing. Abigail continues to stay true to the story of Ashley's abduction by aliens as she becomes emotional. Asunami finally concludes their interview. It is then that the camera zooms out and the audience is made aware of the fact that Tyler is in a wheelchair paralyzed. The end credits reveal that no one involved in the real events had wanted to participate in the creation of this film and that Tyler is under constant surveillance as her health deteriorates day by day ever since her abduction. Her son Ronnie still blames her for Ashley's disappearance. Ashley has never been found and credits continue to roll. Okay, that's a lot of nonsense to try to talk about a movie that we're not a whole Fuck of a lot happens in this movie. Um, yeah, like a lot of shit happens, but also a lot of nothing happens. So, overall, what are your thoughts on this film? Um, it's As a, of the, the first time you saw it. The first time I saw it, I, I actually, I saw it in theaters. Oh, so did I. Um, I was, you know, I was super horny to see it, right? I love aliens. 
And the way that they marketed it was like, oh, it's like real fucking footage and shit. But then when you saw the trailers, and this was back before I wasn't watching trailers or I was making a point trying not to, mm. where like, you know, it got to the point where if I was at a theater and then the, tra the trailers would come on, I would just fucking walk out, <clears throat> depending on the topic. Okay. Usually Star Wars or Batman, but, um, yeah. oh, hell, Satan. Um, nice space. <laughs> there was some thump to that room. Um, <clears throat> Better the chimney than the furnace. Is what I <laughs> but um, I was, like I said, I was super horny to see it. And then I did and I was like, hmm, I think I was just so pumped that it was new. And I'm, I'm the kind of guy that I'm just so thirsty for new content mm -hmm. that even if something sucks, I'm kind of like you, right? You're going to see anything once, right? Even, yeah. even if you know, like Velocipaster, the fact that anyone sits down and gives that a watch. Um, and all the way through, right? I mean, you really, you have to, you have to abuse yourself and be like, I'm going to spend time out of my life to watch this film. Movie fucking sucks, but you have oh, to see it's it. God awful. It's awful. <laughs> but, but you see it. And even once you start watching it. And it's one of those movies that you can't unsee. Right. And one of two things is going to happen. You're going to be like, yeah, this isn't for me. Or you're going to be like, wow, this is God awful. And I have to see the rest of it. Right. That's, that's how that movie is. Um, <laughs> A fucking movie's ridiculous. My, my biggest argument with the fourth kind, I saw it in theater twice. Mm. Um, oh, that's right. With your eyes and not your eyes. <laughs> well, I've dropped the name multiple times, but I still don't think you know who I'm talking about. I went and saw this with Brandon Borbeck from Christ the King. Yeah. And he was so, like, so gung ho on this movie mm -hmm. and he's a movie nut like me but he believed that the footage in this movie was real I'm like oh no 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 fucking way no watch it there's not a <laughs> chance in hell yeah he's like well i understand the mila jovovich is an actress but it's the videotape stuff no, that they the shot like it's still fucking the not found footage real. is trash. It's produced. It's, it's still it was not so trash. The biggest mistake this movie did was mixing cinema with found footage. I feel like. And it's so. I'd never have realized it until this viewing to today and this week when I've watched it. <laughs> How disjointing the editing between that shit is. Well, that's what I wrote down was, I was like, so I wrote, um, why do they, why did they shoot side by side? And I was like, okay, maybe to add drama or maybe to segue into the actual theatrical parts, like outside and of the to film. to have the fucking scenes where you have. Were, that was confusing. Mia. It was like 24. They yeah. filmed it like fucking yeah. 24. Then you had like the Mila, the. The dramatization. Dramatization shot right. shit. Mm -hmm. Side by side with the fucking found footage. God, that was bad. And they're overlapping. They're playing the dialogue over each other mm -hmm. to try to fucking sync up. I'm like, it doesn't. Don't do that. Work. I feel like it was a badass movie that had a lot of shitty components, right? Yeah. Uh, the execution. Some of the execution was really good, and the acting in of it was. That's what kind of. That's what threw me off was. It was like a roller coaster of like, okay, this is good acting, and then this there's is some shit acting. really good actors mm -hmm. in there, 
I'm sorry, Mila. It's not you. She had a couple parts that were good, but for the most part, it wasn't. She That's is what just sucked. so fucking one note in it. And I will give, I'm not going to give them fucking credit for this. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe give a wee bit. It takes a very talented group of people <laughs> to make someone as attractive as her. The most unattractive I've ever seen in any movie she's ever been in. Yeah, you know, we were talking about this during the movie, yeah. and, and I, was, I think we dialed it down we, to we, the bangs. <laughs> it's definitely the bangs thing, but even with the bangs, just because I think I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of her. I was like, I could see past the bangs, right? <laughs> you know, I was like, she's, you know, multi-pass fucking. So, um, you can see past the bangs to get to the bangs. Yeah, she was wearing <laughs> bangs in that too, but she was so badass in that, uh, and just oh fuck super yeah, super sexy as fuck. So. It, and honestly. It could just play. Fifth element, by the way. Maybe I just. The uber jet black hair mm-hmm. doesn't work with her skin complexion. She had the, the girl next all. door look. That's kind yeah. of what I saw. Just a little it, nerdy. It just didn't. It didn't work for her. It didn't work for me. Let's put it that way. You know what, dude? I hate to say it, but I think the only part that was actual quote unquote real footage was in the credit scene. When they were playing those recordings, those, those were, were probably real. Everything else, I don't think, was real nope. at all. Literally, um, only the audio that you hear at the very end is real shit from Alaska. Hmm. Have you? I I know you're oh. into the UFO stuff. Mm-hmm. Had you heard the history and the meaning behind the White Owl? Before this movie came out. Because that is UFO lore. It's also Illuminati lore too. Yes, I realize that. But we're not talking about Illuminati. <laughs> um, we're talking about aliens. Yeah, well. The, I actually knew at one time. But I have replaced it. The white owl was a symbol. You can find it on the dollar bill. The owl was worshipped mm-hmm. at like Bohemian Grove. The owl was some kind of god for something. I really, I remember, I googled it not too long ago too. I fucking can't remember the actual lore behind the owl. Mm-hmm. Um, do you recall what it is? We can Google it right now. Oh no, I'm, I'm just happy that they implemented that into the, because that was a big part of the fucking mm-hmm. like the, trailer when this movie was coming out and that really spoke to me i'm like okay these people are doing their fucking homework they found some true fucking shit in here that the the white owls an omen a beacon and i think they press a little too hard on the white owl in this one i think it's because they also look like they also look the sh- like the short grays too, mm. with the big eyes and the fucking no nose. And I think they f- spend too much time focusing on the owl in this movie. Um, I I honestly like acting. I would have loved to have seen a different writer pen the script. Okay, so maybe that's what it is. You're right. So maybe. They were good actors, but it was a shitty script and they mm-hmm. were doing their best that they could with what the fuck that they had. Yeah. You I, think that's what it was? I honestly think it was just a shit script. Okay. 
That's fair. I can I can agree with that. And I'm not going to blame any of the actors for that. No. That's all on the fucking writer. Uh, who also is in the movie. He's the one that's doing the fucking the interview with Abigail, the the real found footage interview with Abigail. That's the guy that wrote and directed this movie. Um, I think if he would have spent a little more time on the script and keeping himself out of the goddamn movie, it might have been a little better. <laughs> now, that being said, you and I said it multiple t- times during this watch. This is a beautiful fucking movie. Yes. And that's what the compositions are amazing. That's what I'm saying. It's a badass movie filmed beautifully. The camera angles were great. Mm -hmm. The wide shots were gorgeous. Um, Even just the quiet shots that weren't doing dick. The close-ups were great. The overhead views, the, it, it, the owl was terrifying. The use of the fucking camera to capture the isolation that's in Nome, Alaska is fucking amazing. Like if I had to give like a cinematography award in the horror genre for that year, this would have been fucking up there, but they fuck that up by intercutting it with that goddamn found footage. Yeah. They, you would, it would have been way more creepier if they had just done quiet, streaming of the fucking found footage of just it just it focused on that mm-hmm. and then she could have been like okay in this video we can see that this person is doing this this another thing you know what i mean instead of them trying to make it this it, just, it was overproduced well if you think about it and the editing the editing was in shit. the fucking movie where they just focused on literally just one static fucking found footage shot and they're only showing it that way to have it fucking glitch the fuck out. She yeah. can see electronical di- disturbances. What the? Why waste your time and your fucking money? Put that money into the script. <laughs> Tighten that bitch up. <laughs> I did like, though, in regards to giving them props, because you gave them props for the camera and I and you know how it looks. I totally give her super props for that. Um, you gave it props for the owl shit, which I thought was super tight too. And I give it props for um, going back and talking about the Anunnaki and the Sumerian text and shit. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think they actually, I don't know if they mentioned the Anunnaki. I think they just talked about the Sumerian texts. It was just the text. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Sumerian text and the, the cuneiform <laughs> writing and all that shit. Because that's, that's all real. Mm-hmm. Um, and how they just kind of, you know, the... This was written before the Bible. Da, da, da. Um, I love that. Um, and I also um, found a pretty cool little Easter egg that I wonder if you noticed or not. And remember how during the movie I asked you, I said, is, is that Abigail? And you're like, well, her name is actually Emily Taylor. Mm. Well, in the, in the scene, you can see that she's got a certificate written out to her name. And it does say her first name is Emily or I mean Abigail. And so if you look at that and you take her initials, Abigail Emily Taylor, or even if we'll just start off with Emily Taylor to begin with is E.T. You throw Abigail in there and it's A-E-T. Yeah. Or N-A-T, but yeah. yeah. So I was like, hmm, 
Hmm. I wonder if that was on purpose or what. See, that I'm, I honestly don't remember. Because I did do a deep dive to find out the validity of what this movie was based off of when the movie came out. Mm-hmm. And yes, it is based off true events. They changed all the names. Like everything is different. Well, and it's so hard to find hard evidence of who it's legitimately based off. Well, you almost have to. You, I think you automatically assume that because at the end of the film, they're like, none of the people in this film actually wanted to participate in this shit at all, except the one god awful looking chick. Um, the actual well, that was Abigail, right? Or I mean, Emily. Oh no, the one that was, was an actress. Um, oh, but she was portraying Emily, though, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they did. They, they, oh, they did she was good, fugly. Oh my god, they did a good job of making her look fucking disheveled and haunted by this fucking alien experience. Um, I did like the slow reveal that she was paralyzed in a wheelchair and all that crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they how they slowly build up to that like every time she puts one of her patients under hypnosis it progressively gets worse and worse Mm -hmm. and worse then when she goes under hypnosis she's fucked yeah i do think that sheriff and again i put this on the writing he was going awfully hard at her that she was responsible for her daughter when his own officer is outside the house and you can hear the audio something just flew over the house so something's taking them up something's taking them up but yet he's still blaming her even though the officer is saying all this shit over the fucking radio that didn't make sense to me okay but look at current times is it too put uncommon? your head in the sand? Yeah, things go away. <laughs> too uncommon that even though cops are given blatant evidence, they still choose. And this doesn't apply to all. I'm just saying from examples out there that do exist. Um, you know, there's been blatant evidence where they're like, "Dude, this is fucking this," and they're like, "No, no, no, this is fucking this and another thing." Right? So maybe that's just a plain example of how. <clears throat> this is just that as well. They have selective what they choose to investigate or not. Um, the the that also that crazy or the chick that portrays Emily um, Taylor. I think uh, I agree. We agree that she looks like the guy from Men in Black, <laughs> the little tiny alien that's like the the Orion's belt. The universe is on Orion's yeah, belt. That yeah. little guy that is played by Lurch. Yep. Yeah, she looks like the alien inside of that guy's face, <laughs> like to a T. It's insane. It's 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 so fucking. She was scary, ghoulish, accurate. bro. Oh fuck yeah, ghoulish. Um. Oh, another thing I wanted to bitch about. Okay, so just because now when you look at found footage, it's either one of a couple things. It's like stationary, or it's moving. Mm-hmm. The way that they filmed the actual filmed part like the the movie part of it was gorilla style where it was held and it yeah. made it wobbly and i could have done without that you didn't you didn't almost have to follow the theme of being found footage by using your real professional ass camera and okay. trying 
the, the bumpiness with it didn't fit. He could have done the same thing, but without being unsteady, right? You know I mean get a gimbal or something? And he, if he would have done the same movements without the the unsteadiness of the the move, the actual walking and the movement of it. That's fair. To, in my opinion, it would have been it would it, it just would have made the movie better. Um, There's a lot of crap that could have done to make this movie a lot. Oh, 100 percent. That's just my little nitpick that I, yeah. I I I wrote down. That's how much it irritated me. <laughs> Um, oh, so we agreed that why the fuck would you run into the house uh, with your guns blazing if the guy just killed his whole family and then himself? <laughs> yeah. Everybody's already dead. Why would you guys run in there like, we're going to be under attack when we get in it? No, everybody's fucking dead. You just yeah. witnessed this, dude. <laughs> and I love the fact that they fucking censor out the found footage <laughs> shit. Like, it just pixelates yeah. <laughs> on all the fucking gunshots and shit. It, oh, my God. It was bad. Uh, hmm. Go ahead. I I'm trying to choose my words very, <laughs> very carefully here to make this movie one hundred percent passable. Just cut out all that fucking videotape shit. You cut all that crap out of this movie. It's a decent fucking sci-fi flick. You could go either way too. You could extend the actual found footage bit yeah, that they made either and get replace rid of the it. fucking mm -hmm. cinematic shit yes. or get rid of the found mm -hmm. footage shit. Don't do both side by side. No. That it was the fuck. Doesn't up. fucking work. Mm -hmm. And it, it would work if they cut. Remember at the end when they kind of say like, you know, this story is like real or not mm -hmm. real. If they had done it or how they open it. My name is Mila Jovovich. Yes. I'll be portraying Abigail. Yada, yada, and yada. just done cuts and bits back and forth. Yeah. Here's, you know, not side, but I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. I, I didn't do any homework on this one because we literally, to do it all they were fucking banking on the found footage, the marketing trend, like paranormal activity was coming out at the time. They were still riding the coattails of fucking Blair Witch Project at the fucking time. And they wanted to put a name in the fucking movie. So like, hey, the Resident Evil franchise is pretty fucking popular right now. Right. What if we get Mia in this movie? Might put some butts in the seats. So it's Yeah, put crap. butts in the seats, but it fucked up what you're trying to fucking do. Yeah. It doesn't fucking work. <laughs> I also thought that the bit where the guy, because the, the selling scene was when the dude levitates, right? Obviously, that was the scene that everybody was like, I can't wait to see that because that was in the trailers. Or and whatever. that was the scene I wanted to slap fucking Brandon upside the head. I'm like, you still think this is fucking real? Yeah, that was trash. <laughs> but it was stupid because when they were trying to um, sync up the two, the, the phone footage and mm. then their cinematic version of it, he wasn't. He wasn't gurgling in the found footage one and they were being way more this this obviously it's supposed to be a dramatization and that's the mm. point of it was to be over dramatic, but it made it seem way less believable when they were trying to make it seem way more intense. Yeah. And that took away you not, oh, just it all took away from it. The film took away from itself by doing it the way that they did it. It just yeah, like I wanna like it I have it's a, a fucking I cool have concept. a love hate relationship with this mm -hmm. movie. And as 
more, it's a dog shit movie. If, as when more people time see this, passes, they're gonna say it sucks because it does. But it's you, but it if you doesn't. can look past, that's I know. The, that's the but thing. you have to. But you have to look past, right? Yeah, yeah. You have to see it from a different lens because yeah. the average consumer that's gonna see this film is like, dude, this movie fucking sucks, right? And it does. But you once you see into the pretty parts of it and you look past, it's like you're prettier on the inside than you are on the outside. That's how this movie is. You really have to give it credit. She used to be pretty, but now she's pretty fucked yeah, up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's good from far, but far from good. You know, <laughs> conceptually, the film is super tight, but when you look down in the nitty gritty, sometimes you're just like, "Oh yeah!" Once you start like wiping the makeup off this movie, you can see all the fucking blemishes and shit. Oh yeah, definitely. And you kind of get over catfish. the shit. Almost twenty years since this movie fucking came out. Damn. 2009 I think is when it came out um yeah you can I've gotten a lot fucking harsher on this movie maybe I'm just getting more crotchety at my old age that's but fair every time I watch this movie I like it a little less <laughs> I think it's kind of suiting to the fact that we decided to do this movie and also Close Encounters when yesterday I saw on the news that Mexico had released that they had found bodies of aliens. I saw that. Too. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it's true or not, because I don't know. It would be super tight, but it's just like, we always do this. Remember Mother's Day? <laughs> yeah. Fucking uh, Martin Luther King Day, I think, or Black History Month. Black, or whatever. Black History we did Month, American History, History X, yeah, and Hereditary yeah. on Mother's Day. Yeah, and somehow we just happened to sync this shit up just perfectly. Um, but I, I did... I did really, really, really love. Well, wait till this 420 when we do our <laughs> praise to Hitler. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll do a couple of comedies like Schindler's List and then Hitler on ice. <laughs> Schindler. Schindler. <laughs> I did love the owl and the creepy sound that, that they played with the owl. Oh, yeah. And just the, the black demonic. That was eyes. the other thing I was going to say about this. The sound design mm -hmm. is you have to give it on with fleek with on fucking fleek. It, it really was. Yeah. Mad props on that. All oh, yeah. right. Look at that. No, but the sound, <sighs> like they fucking killed it mm -hmm. with your sound bar and everything. The low rumbles. I, I put the sound design up there with close encounters. Okay. This is just a little more on the creepy side. Yes. Where close encounters was more. I'll say family. Friendly. That's exactly. That's where my brain went was family oriented. Yeah. These aren't these aren't nice aliens. Everybody's terrified in this that gives an example. I will say this. I give the production mad fucking props to not jump down that fucking rabbit hole and show us the goddamn aliens. We didn't see them at all. That's what I'm saying. It was all to the imagination and the description of what yeah. you're given. I think they could have done a little more creatively without just doing fucking electronical difficulties with cameras and shit. What did you think about that device that the, that they used to stamp the shit into the humans? That metal whirly thing? I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Because I mean, it's like they had to give you fucking something, right? It's yeah. Like, give me something more than just terrified humans. And that was, or why the angle is looks like they're fucking vaginally raping oh, the bitch up between the her fucking legs. That's what I thought was happening too, right? Because you always hear about rectal, but like you yeah. vaginal freaking. Uh, yeah, like probing. that was. Let's get Mia on a table, undress her, 
right. overexposure so you can't see any nudity mm-hmm. and just go straight up between the legs. Yeah, what the just, fuck? The aliens are like, just a double check. She doesn't have any eggs inside of her. We're cool. Just want to make sure you don't have balls. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Nowadays, you would be like, wait a minute. Uh, let's see here. Uh, did I bitch about anything else? What did you think now? about the actor that played uh, Caleb? Which one was that? The other psychiatrist. Her friend. That eventually puts her under hypnosis. Um, what'd that dude look like? He was he was in um, shit. It, his name is Elias, but I can't think of his last name right now. He was in look. Uh, not look who's, yeah, look who's talking too. He was uh, Kirstie Alley's brother. Okay, hang on. I feel like his acting. He was in Let Me In. It wasn't too bad. He was the cop in Let Me In. Well, we you know I'm trying to picture him in this movie. Um. I, I didn't write him down, so I don't think he stuck out in my head as someone who sucked. Um, he was like the second lead character in the movie. Okay. Outside the sheriff. Okay. Um, I don't think he was annoying. Uh, let me see. I don't have any notes on him, so I'm he didn't stack it. He didn't stand out as someone who I was like, well, that's that person. He didn't have Franklin energy because I didn't write him what down. What about the sheriff? Um. I agree with you that the sheriff was a little too accusing. Uh, uh, but then again, if we believe that he had his own agenda and if they're basing the film off of that shit, then that makes sense to me. But it was just a little too accusing. Even when the other person was like backing him up, like, oh, I'm a man. I've, I'll vouch. And this shit was real. And this really happened. Da, 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 da. But you can't tell me what happened, bitch. Just like you said, all the evidence is right there. Look at the evidence. Shitty detective. Going work. through all the crap at the end of the movie that naming off all the characters alias the real person didn't want to mm-hmm. <coughs> if you saw how this fucking sheriff is portrayed in this movie he's a cop why the fuck would you ever want to participate and have your name attached to this fucking movie maybe the reality of it is is they showed them the script that they were going to use to portray him or vice versa one of two things happened they're like, this is how it's going to be written. And he said, no, I don't want to be a part of it. Or they said, hey, we're going to do this. And he said, I don't want to be a part of it. So we're like, all right, well, this guy sucks. So we're going to make him a cocksucker in the film it's, because he was a bitch when we were trying to get him. That's to, kind of where I'm thinking they're going. With yeah. Is because, like I said, this is all conjecture. Yeah. I haven't I didn't found do homework any. On it, yeah. I've tried finding for years, tried finding shit. I can't back up any fucking interviews or anything that anybody that is portrayed in this movie. Mm. So you have to take it with, I'm not going to say a grain of salt. Take this movie with a salt shaker. Uh You need a lot of salt (laughs) in this movie. Maybe they want to be like criticized or scrutinized or fucked with. You know what I mean? Be like, hey, look, we're doing a movie based off of these things that we know that you guys were in. And they were like, look, you can fuck. I don't give a shit. I'll tell you some of my story. Don't tell them. Like, because they could have already ruined their lives. Because it's not too uncommon that when people tell people this kind of stuff, they are an outcast. And it's hard for you to want to be connected to shit like this because it's it will ruin your fucking life and have if it hasn't already. 
Now things are different now with this, like this is the decade of disclosure. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see a lot more of this shit and people are a little bit more, I feel like open-minded about this stuff. But would you say this came out in 90? I think 2009. 2000, 2009. Um, okay. That's, that's a chunk of time. And so considering all the, like all the, all the space shit that we've learned, all the technologies that we've advanced since then. Oh, I mean, yeah. people, if this came out now, it might freak people out because they might be a little more like, oh my God, this is, this is fucking real. Did you see anything in this movie that obviously this movie didn't warrant an R rating? I don't even think this movie needed a PG-13 rating. Was there any gore in it? No. It was just creepy. Maybe they drop a little extra shit bombs. In... Uh, now and that that's I know, not literal shit bombs, by the way. Now, now that I know that the people that this is based on didn't really want any to fuck anything to really do with it, um, I thought that the Sumerian references were good, but when they do the channeling part and it gets all demonic, I thought that was bullshit. Um, I okay, I liked how they did use like what was supposed to or sound to be like the Sumerian like language, mm-hmm. which I refer to reference to a Stargate because I think that in Stargate they also use the same Sumerian. I think fucking references. Um, but I thought that when they channel from everything that I've learned about, they don't channel like that. It's usually not aggressive. They don't, there's no audible sounds that come out of communication okay. with these beings. Usually like it's usually in your mind. And they even fucking said that in the movie. They said that like these beings usually communicate through, um, telepathy and shit right did mm-hmm. they say that in the film mm-hmm. so the fact that they had an audible bit in i thought was kind of fucking bullshit and made it cheesy as shit too because they should have just did like a soft whisper and been like it's okay because like when you when they have interactions with humans for the most part they want it to be from how i understand they always tell you don't be afraid and in this it wasn't like that shit at all and i'm not telling you i'm not saying every single experience is going to be like well this was like a horror film so they made it just scary as fuck on purpose. Yeah, these were I like keep straight up. I'm overthinking it. These weren't the that's not being accurate. close encounters of the third kind aliens. But even these then, were like they were trying to be fuck, they were trying to do a fire in the sky. They were trying to replicate yeah. fire in the sky. Let's call a spade a spade. And they missed the mark. Mm-hmm. Fire in the sky fucking stands up to this fucking day. Yeah, that one is baller as fuck. This one doesn't hold. Because what? Fire in the Sky was 94, 95, Mm -hmm. somewhere around there. That movie is 14 years older than this movie, and it still holds up. Oh, that. And this movie doesn't hold up. Sorry to say it. But it didn't hold up when it dropped, right? What was the budget on this? Also, I do have. I did a, not actually look that one. Up. I do have a serious question about the ending part that confused me a little bit. I might have a not serious answer. Okay, that's fair to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, when he is saying like, "Hey," um, he, you know, he, when they're talking about the guy that kills his whole family and then shoots himself, mm. at the very end, when the cop is saying like, "Hey," like it sounds like he's trying to get everybody on the same page, and he'll just be like, "Hey, look, he shot himself in the side of the head." This is what happened. Like they were trying to design an alibi or something. I didn't understand why they were doing that part. Was she going to get blamed uh, for his murder? Yeah, and there's thing that she was the cause of it. Okay, and that's kind of what we were going through at the beginning. Is like he was straight to jump to say it was her. He then discovers it's not, 
And then that's when he changed his tone is like, okay, the alibi is going to be, he shot himself and all of them and all this other shit. You know, it was a, so let me guess this came, you said 2009, the budget for this, which had, um, I mean, it did have special effects in it. The editing probably took a bunch, but it was just like things that features that probably came with the software that they were using. <laughs> that's what it felt like. <laughs> um, couple high shots the biggest actor was or actress was her right she was the only one that was kind of noticeable i'm gonna say eight million you're pretty damn close ten million dollars okay but the movie did make back 57 million 57 it made five times its budget and honestly, that that number kind of surprises me. Me too, because <laughs> I know this wasn't knocking down the box office records when it came out. Uh, I probably gave this movie more money in fucking Mesa than anybody else in Mesa gave. This movie. <laughs> um, we got enough aliens in Mesa, right? <laughs> Snowflake, anybody? <laughs> um, no, like, like I said. I, I have a love-hate relationship with this movie. Mm -hmm. I want to love it. I don't want to hate it. Right. But there's a lot about this movie that I do absolutely cannot stand. Well, I'm an, I'm a sci-fi guy, right? I love watching sci-fi films, and I love fucking movies that are about aliens, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, I've been super into aliens since I can remember, right? And let's put it this way. Nothing about this movie made me want to watch it again between the last time that I seen it and now. Right. That's and fair. that's been a fair chunk of time. And like, I fucking love alien movies and this one just didn't, like I said, the concept behind it was cool, but the execution now seeing it again, like seeing it now all grown and like being a little bit more attentive to the cool shit about it. Like we agreed with mm -hmm. the sound, all that shit, whatever. Now. Yes. Um, my point of the view of it now is the movie's way tighter than I thought when I first saw in theaters. Um, but I maybe didn't really give it as much of a chance then just because I was like, okay, let's fucking see some motherfuckers get abducted. Let's see some real goddamn footage of like people's, you know, being under hypnosis and talking about their alien. Cause that those stories are actually real. Yeah. That stuff really does happen. But the way that they executed even those was shady. Mm -hmm. Like it was just, it was too over the top in the found footage, which made it less believable. Yeah, it took you, you out gotta of the movie. to keep it simple. Yeah, keep it. Well, not to mention that they also fucking did their own side quest. A side by side with the, the part that's supposed to be creepy and scary is the found footage. When that's the best part about the found footage. There's like six different images on the screen at one fucking time. And they're just oh all moving around. Dude, that was too much. It looked like a fucking high schoolers. Editing on fucking iMovie. That's what I'm saying. They just it used... looked so fucking bad. I think they did that to confuse you because the script was weak. And so they're like, all right, we're going to confuse them and shit all weird with the editing here to kind of like, let's whirl it around here. And they're going to be like... And it, it got to the point where it was like, out of the six screens that were in there, five of them were produced by them. And then the one was the found footage. Yeah. And the found footage is what's supposed to be creepy. So their found footage footage was just so weak because they made it themselves. It just yeah, it it conceptually it was so tight. They should re if they could redo it. 
Yeah. I it, would Abrams? love to see this movie done fucking right. Abrams? I'd pay to see that. Okay, but then that would be less horror and be more sci-fi. So then who does good sci-fi horror in the, like, Bloomhouse or something? Good sci-fi. Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott is mm-hmm. the first one that came to mind. Yeah. Aliens. Ridley Scott. Or Alien, I should say. He would be a fucking tight ass. Probably a fucking sick ass. Yeah, of course, kind. That, yeah. I would pay to see that. But he couldn't because now he's turning his back on what his aliens are. He's like, dude, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do those fucking aliens. I do xenomorphs, motherfuckers, real aliens. Yeah. Well, even though in the, I won't get there. I won't go there. Yeah. I could go. Yeah. We're not going to get into Prometheus and shit like that. <laughs> well, there's just no aliens that are in the actual alien universe that look like xenomorphs in the conspiracy theory realm. No. Um, if you were held at gunpoint, okay, what's the best compliment you could give this movie? It makes you afraid of aliens. It makes you afraid Touché. of being abducted. Touché. Yeah, hands down. It um, definitely handles the abduction shit. Very fucking well. Because even like when Ashley is being sucked through the house in a beam of light, you only hear about it. You don't see anything as a viewer. And I think that worked with sound. But when you're saying that this is a semi found footage, it might help to see something. (laughs) No shit. Well, the thing that we saw was the people super over-exaggerating. We saw the, you know, the Sumerian fucking speaking. That was what we saw. We didn't see aliens. Mm-hmm. We saw the effects of them being, inter- interacting with humans is what we saw. And, like, not knowing the history of the real people. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for the characters in this movie. She loses her husband. She thought was murdered. Apparently he had committed suicide next to her in bed. Um, Losing the daughter. The fact that her son hates her, blames her. And they even tell you at the very end of the movie, Ashley was never found. And Ronnie still blames his mother. Yeah. That's heartbreaking if it's fucking true. Well, and in addition to also having all those, all those other awful things happen, all of that together is yeah. no wonder she's in a wheelchair, right? I mean, she probably had a fucking stroke. Surprised she's still alive. And maybe, maybe they under exaggerated her <laughs> depiction of that horrific looking woman. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to do a deep rabbit hole dive again and see if I can find anything. If anything has surfaced over the last fucking. 23 years since I saw this movie in theaters. Um, well, there was a fifth kind, unless that was a parody. When we were looking for fourth kind on Amazon, there was a fifth. So I wonder if that's a sequel to this. I don't want to know what the fifth kind is. <laughs> it's like, that's the probing. <laughs> oh, that was the vaginal shot. Okay. <laughs> oh, we were foreshadowing <laughs> yeah. the fifth kind. We were this fifth- is the preview of the movie you really want to see. <laughs> there was It was fifth shadowing. Fifth kind. Let's scope it out and see what the fuck they say. 
I knew it. Like, I vaguely remember hearing something about a fifth kind, but I can honestly say I have not seen it. Uh, oh, maybe it's ex- maybe it's supernatural, not aliens. Hang on. Um, continue. Three best friends try to get internet famous by filming their own survival show out in the woods. A weekend trip to accomplish this project turns deadly when a mysterious and very foreign visitor ends up in their neck of the woods. Well, that's a hell of a tagline. Um, A very foreign character. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine he's not from this world. Uh, the that, that would imply I mean, the very the the cover to the film looks like some dude getting abducted. So we can assume that that person is not from planet Earth, or maybe they are, and we don't know the true history of this planet. Well, it got a one out of ten, so that's good. <laughs> so bad, I created an account on here just to rant. So I'm thinking, oh it's, Jesus. This movie is so terrible that I legitimately took the time to download the IMDb app and create an account just to just so that I could warn people not to watch this trash pile of a movie. I sat through the first 30 minutes bored out of my mind. It was so slow paced that when I that when I fast forwarded it 20 minutes, nothing new had happened at all. The interview segments were boring, confusing and grating. Nothing interesting happened until there was only about 15 minutes left in the film. And then it was not well scripted and the difficult to understand and, and what we even supposed was happening altogether. This movie was awful. So, yeah, um, not a lot to like, boring, ridiculous, uh, horrible acting, but kind of likable, worthless movie, found footage horror that delivers. Somebody gave it a 9 out of a 10. Hmm. That's from IMDb ratings. So, to whom it may concern, Fifth Kind might not be worth taking a gander. Aliens attack wasp. Aliens attack Las Vegas. Las Vegas spelled L-O-S. Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Las Vegas. That's how they say it. Vegas. Los, Los Vegas. Uh, let's just take a quick listen to this. We got our satellite data from my connection. Oh, they're definitely going on that found footage fucking look. Okay. These two images are taken apart. Look at the lights. March 22nd, March 23rd, back and forth. If the data is set right, whatever this is, it's moving at the speed of light. And at, at an intelligent pattern. I don't need to tell you what this means. There's something happening here. And it's not acting. The lights, the missing people, and the data sets, and Josh. And Josh. Fucking Josh. Don't you hate Josh's? Always. Yes, she was. Where are you, Josh? I mean, for me jumping right into this, because she's seeing something that's moving at the speed of like light, that's pretty tight in my book. Just because like the thought of 
her discovering something moving towards our planet at a fast rate. That's terrifying. But again, that's because I'm into that stuff. If you don't like aliens and shit like that, you give a fuck less, but I'd, I'd watch it. Local authorities and rangers have searched the greater area. No trace of missing people have been found. Or Josh. And then in the bottom, it just says, fuck Josh. The incident remains a mystery to this day. The FBI and authorities have left the cold case. This is apparently Las Vegas. The sound effects, the music. Terribly mixed. Yeah, they didn't need to do that. Oh, do you see it right there on the left? That's intriguing to me. I'm a sucker for that kind of shit. I like bad sci-fi. But that... The one good thing watching this did made me feel a little bit better about the fourth kind. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I'll see the fifth kind, and then I'll tell you it's dog shit, and then I'll be like, the fourth kind was better. You were right. And again, we, we, we've we got a lot of positive to say about it, but the negatives kind of outweigh the positives because... The, Unfortunately, way too much in this one. Right, because weak script, good cast, or good actors anyways, right? <clears throat> good sound effects, good fucking look, um, but shitty execution, mm. shitty editing, right? And that's the... If you got a shitty editor, the whole film is fucked, mm-hmm. right? Like I said, it looked like child yeah. YouTube fucking channel. Mm-hmm. When you have to rely on four images on screen at once and they're moving around like fucking checkerboard pieces, give me a break. Yeah, no shit. Give me a fucking break. Hmm. And like, this week I can honestly say I'd never noticed how much that irritates me <laughs> like I'm in fairness I have not seen this movie since probably 2014 the last time I watched it that's fair man um, but this time it was like I said when I sit down to watch a movie for this platform yeah i'm gonna be fucking even to my favorite fucking movies yeah i'm gonna look at it with a brutal fucking eye and i'll rip part pieces apart is this one of the ones that i put in the list Mm -mm. no well i don't it might have been on that in the google drive yeah Yeah, the only reason i'm saying it is because kind of after we got done watching it a part of me was like we kind of wasted a sci-fi because like there's so many other good sci-fi horror films out there. Oh yeah, and I felt like we kind of wasted one by doing this film. But I mean, it's yeah, because Alien would have been tighter than this or Predator. Um, you know what I mean? We could have done yeah, fucking. I'd say more Alien than Predator. Predator is more action in my mind. That's a horror sci-fi, sci-fi. All day. no way, dog. Predator? It's way more action, dude. Hmm. Now, Alien? Well, yeah. 
That's a straight horror sci-fi flick. Well, look at straight yeah. fucking horror. Sci-fi. That is an art piece. With Predator is more like Aliens, the okay. second one. Game over, man. Well, more action packed, but mm. still sci-fi, creepy, scary as shit. <clears throat> nope, I'm not disagreeing yeah. with that. Um, but so yeah, I that's that's kind of a good way for me to put this episode in the sense of like I kind of feel if we were gonna do a small stint to sci-fi films that this one that we we did this one I'm like okay I'm cool I'm happy we did it but it's just like ah, man, we could have done we could have done yeah. something. But yeah. Close Encounters uh, was tight, and I'm happy we did that one. And Under the Skin is going to be so great. So See, that's kind of like two out of three is not bad for a little sci-fi. Stand. Where I'm, <laughs> trying to think of the non-controversial way of saying this. I enjoy this movie more than I do Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Two different but types. I liked. Close encounters more than this, if that makes sense. Two completely different directed and produced films. Oh, absolutely. So they're absolutely yes, they're both about encounters, but their portrayal of the encounters are like night and fucking pitch black, like or like pitch black night and like yeah. the brightest day. It's one is cheerful and the other one, like I said, were you asked this, me, what did I this take from this film? This movie does not drag like Close Encounters does. No, and I was, I was, that is another plus point, which I will give it is the fact that it, it didn't, I couldn't have stood two hours. There's no way in hell I could have sat down of two hours of this shit. Yeah. And like, I want to see found footage stuff. I want to see alien stuff, but not this way because when it just, it looked so bad. Yeah. It just, it looked, it just, there was like, it looked like it was filmed. a lot of mistakes that I feel could have been corrected very, very easily. It wouldn't have taken that much to fix this movie. Mm. <laughs> Big chunk of that. Take out all the fucking found footage shit. That would have helped a shit ton. Right. Or even done and a cannibal f- holocaust. That flesh is. out the fucking characters on the walk. Give us more background with about Abigail. Mm. Like all the crap with her husband was murder. It just kind of seems spoon fed to you Mm -hmm. little by little throughout the entire fucking movie, only to come out, oh no, he wasn't murdered. This is the gun he used to shoot himself right next to your bed. And like the officer and her friend are acting like this is common knowledge, making her look out to be a fucking nuttier than squirrel shit. Right. It, like, there's a lot with this movie that just doesn't make sense. But I think that's kind of the point of like anything that is involved around the topic of aliens and like the supernatural and shit back then. Right. Mm. The disclosure agreement's real. When shit like this happens, government agents show up and tell everybody people to fuck off and don't talk about it or they pay them off or they threaten their lives or their family's lives and say don't talk about this shit so when so i'm just i guess i'm just trying to give them the benefit of the doubt i doubt that they have anything that i just said right now probably never crossed any of their fucking minds when making this film (laughs) right it's it's i'm trying to come up with shit that i know about to give them the benefit of the doubt of how much this movie didn't make sense yeah and 
that's a hard thing for me to say with all the fucking like sci-fi horror movies to hard fucking sci-fi movies I've seen in my time. Right. Um, like I've watched uh, uh, Ray Bradbury's Chrysalis. Like that is the definition of sci-fi. There is no horror elements in there. No, it's straight fucking sci-fi. Um, uh, and it had a much lower budget than this movie in that, in my, it's not a great flick. No, I think I've seen it. Have you? I think I've seen Chrysalis. It's, it's a fun movie and it's small scale. Like I want from a sci-fi flick. It's got nudity in it too, doesn't it? Yes. There is nudity. Um, I'll dig it up and I'll send you the trailer. Uh, but that's one of those movies that I think this particular film could have adopted some shit from that. Because like I said, that movie had, I think it was shot for just under $4 million. And they did so much more with that $4 million. Right. Not a lot of actors in the movie. Not a lot of sets and mm-hmm. scenes, so it's very tight knit, kind of like a cube. But that almost goes hand in hand in the sense of what you were saying is like they, that should they, have been the sci-fi one we did. Oh, cube. cube, yeah, I got yeah, or sphere maybe, event horizon. Ooh, yeah, I got thoughts on that. Continue. Um, kind of goes hand in hand on what you were saying about how they grabbed her, right? Mm-hmm. They they had the budget, they grabbed her. She was the she was the okay. I'm gonna go see this movie because she's in it and it's got aliens and stuff and like oh it's found footage so it's got to be real kind of appeal. Um, but they didn't they didn't have to do so much more with less because they had so much less with more. Uh, it, well yeah, they had so much less with more. I think that's fair to say whereas the four million cats chrysalis you were saying is super tight because Mm. they were just like okay they were they were trying to make an effort to to do the best that they could with what they had whereas this one the budget was a little bit bigger they had a one big name and then just a bunch of awful found footage which is cheap to make Mm -hmm. you know um the people levitating that's cheap to make the voice manipulate that's easy to make the whole film just seems like it was probably relatively cost effective as fuck some lighting. Yeah, I don't know where the hell the ten million dollars went. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I'm being honest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, because it wasn't. Like I said, a, it's a beautiful, beautiful looking movie. The way the scenes are set up, I didn't see ten million dollars. <laughs> yeah, in this fucking movie. Again, and and especially if most of the people who were in it didn't want to be depicted, it means they didn't have to get paid, or maybe they did pay, and we're like, hey, we're gonna pay for the story. And we'll get, oh you know, no, the fact that they changed all the names, nobody. That doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm. So then you're right. Ten million went up their nose because <laughs> the movie probably cost like <laughs> or me- Jovovich's crack. Yeah. <laughs> if they had wrapped her up in some duct tape, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would keep the receipt for you, and then be like, uh, I will say. 
anytime I go to a fucking Comic Con, doesn't matter if it's San Diego Comic Con, Phoenix Comic Con, whenever I see anybody dress up like Lilu, Ryan's having a good day. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's Especially. That's and you're you like. know which outfit I'm talking. Love. About. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I have an idea what the answer is. Do you recommend the fourth kind and what would you rank it? I think that if you're a fan of found, no, can't say that either. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I've been doing this for two days. I'm like, how the hell am I going to rank this? Fucking <laughs> if you're a fan of a film labeling itself as maybe a genre that you like, whether it be sci-fi or found footage, and you want to watch a movie that has neither of those in them, but <laughs> talks about aliens and has a hot chick in it, this is definitely your jam. <laughs> now, if you like anything that's outside of the realm of what I just said, then you're not going to enjoy this. I barely enjoyed it. If I had to rank it or even recommend it, it's a hard recommend just because for the average normie viewer, there's going to be like, this fucking sucks. Or, but again, those box office numbers make me think otherwise. But yeah, with, with still kind of sh- shocks me with how tight special effects are nowadays. You know, if they redid a fourth kind, it could probably be the next level, right? Fifth kind is going to be whatever. But if you redo fourth kind, it could be it could be super sick. They could make it scary as all get up, like paranormal activity. That shit scared the fuck out of me. And those that probably cost nothing, like twelve grand to make, probably. The movie was so cut like ninety thousand, I think, or something mm-hmm. retarded. Um, I don't know. It's probably more than that because it's Hollywood. But um, I rank it like a fuck, like a five, maybe a six, just because even though I do like the things that I do like about it, it's still not enough for me to watch it again and be like, dude, go see this. So it's a low recommend and it's a low rewatch. It's getting a five or a six for me. Yeah, I. I'm kind of in the same boat with you. I have no clue on what scale to rank this. Right. I love Mila Jovovich. I love her. She's a great fucking actress. Didn't hit for me in this film. No. Her acting. Obviously, I told you this is the most unattractive I've ever seen her in. Mm -hmm. Um, You're better than this, Cinematography. Mm Mm-hmm is the highlight of this fucking film and the sound yeah and the sound mixing i would yeah i recommend it i do recommend it give it a watch yeah maybe you'll see something yeah that i maybe you'll see something that i saw in 2009 Because I enjoyed this movie much more in 2009 in theaters. And especially with the sound mix, this movie in theaters was fucking balling. Yeah. Um, But it just does not hold up. So I'm actually going to go lower. It's 3.5. Fair enough. 3.5. Okay. I hate saying that. And I fought internally all damn week 
I want to give three to nine, three, nine. And I, I can't get it over a 3.5. So, okay. Well, Hang on. I want to look it up. Well, I want to give some positive, some, kind I want to give some positive, some kind of like fun facts about the film. Cause I want to, I just want to feel like out of all of that shit that we said, um, what the fuck ass cunt. And no, I did not go into this recording intending to just nonstop shit on this film. But there's so much wrong with this movie. So much wrong for the so little that they did right. If that makes sense. There's nothing really about it that you can find that's like interesting facts about this film. Because it's just like everybody being like, uh, it was a real. Um, well, let me see if I can do some quick synopsis don't believe everything you read oh so they kind of did like a um uh blair witch uh that's what they were shooting for the film is marketing as being framed around a psychologist named abigail oh this is more like synopsis bullshit okay the filming locations for the movie took place in los angeles New Boyana Film Studios, Sofia, Bulgaria, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. The UFO-related film is rated PG-13 for violent, disturbing images, some terror thematic uh, elements, and brief sexuality. Fake interviews associated with the movie have caused an uproar amongst the families of real missing persons in and around the Nome, Alaska region. Universal, which has received criticism and a lot of slack on the movie from groups including Coeric Inc., organization representing the tribal people in Alaska described the movie company has yet to discuss the aspect of the film with the local journalists or groups. While Nome, Alaska accommodates a 51% Native American population, there are no indigenous characters in the film stated in the film. Taglines used to market the movie include there are four kinds of alien encounters. The fourth kind is abduction based on the actual case studies and they're coming November 6th. Ooh, that's interesting trivia. The movie hoaxed interviews. The movie's hoaxed interviews have angered the families of real missing persons in and around Nome, Alaska for trivializing their loss. So apparently this movie pissed off residents of fucking Nome and the studio could get fucking sued. The end credits do not include the usual. The events and persons depicted in this film are fictitious or the film is based on real events. Mm, they so they didn't get credit because they didn't want credit. And that is all the trivia I have for this one. The director of the movie is also the screenwriter for the film Olantude Asunasamni, who worked on the film Smoke and Aces 2006 as an assistant. Really? The fourth kind is listed as a horror, mystery, sci-fi, and thriller production. Okay. Talk about throwing a bunch of eggs in one basket. What the fuck? No records exist of Abigail Tyler being licensed in any line of work in Alaska. According to Ron Adler, CEO and director of the Alaska Psychiatric Institute, 
and Denise Dillard, president of the Alaska Psychological Association, they've never come across an Abigail Tyler. Unfortunately, Universal has been accused of creating well, of course websites. Not. It said alias at the end of the movie. Right. Like the name was different. That's a good point. Um, websites called Alaska Psychiatric Journal and Alaska News Archive, where references to Tyler have been found. The word is film producers have registered the sites one month before the release of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, to make a long story incredibly longer, tread lightly going into this movie. Like I said, give it a watch. Don't judge me or Seth on if you like it or you don't like it. We gave I gave this the most positive review I could. I think we were super honest about it. And I think you, so we made the best of what we had to work with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> we, we pointed out, obviously, all the flaws. And we also pointed out a lot of the good things yeah. about it, too. A Not, good way of describing this movie. Mm -hmm. It's a really well-polished dog turd. We, we get a lot of those when <laughs> we have to shit on a movie. Yeah. It's, yes, it looks nice, looks shiny. At the end of the day, it's still a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> That's the nicest thing I think I can say about this. What would you compare it to in regards to shittiness in the same genre, in the, in, in sci-fi, horror, thriller genre? Um, Sorry, people. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, that's right. You kind of just said that. Yeah. I, I honestly think that's a fucking well-polished dog turd. Man. Just for different reasons. Where I'll, I'll say that this one. Oof, it does I drag on. It, I hinted at it earlier. This one at least has fucking pacing. It doesn't feel like an hour and 47 minutes well, when you're watching it. Think about the source material. Well, yeah. Close Encounters had actual real legitimate government fucking documentation. Two hours and 14 minutes. And yes. It felt like three hours and 14 minutes. I know. It is slow. But the content is so much better. I'm not disagreeing with that. A thousand percent. I'm not that's disagreeing totally. With that. Okay, how about. I would that? like to see what Spielberg could do with a, if he had never made Close Encounters. Halloween ends or this? Which one sucked more? Halloween ends. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, that's that's my bar for you. Hands fucking down. <laughs> fucking the bar for Halloween ends is under the floor. Yeah, there is no okay. bar. It's in the sewer. Ah, uh, we're uh, gonna find Michael Myers. But I would like to see what a close encounters of the third kind if it was made today. And rated R. <laughs> doesn't have to be rated R. I'm not a fucking R-rated junkie. I just want to see if Spielberg could make a better film than he did in 77. Maybe it wouldn't be as long. Or it might be longer now because movies like to be pushing that fucking three-hour mark. But pacing. Like I said, there was so much dead air in that movie. So much dead air. 
where in this film, there's not a lot of downtime. Right. There's always something happening. Even if it's fucking audio from a video that's fritzing out, there's always something going on. But isn't that what we, but that's part of editing as well. 37 minutes of people looking at a wall. Yeah. Or a sound or something that's not there. They leave. They leave enough to the imagination, but they leave it fast paced enough so that way your imagination gets to continue to to stay intrigued. Whereas with third kind, you're just like, dude, my imagination cashed the fuck out like 20, 30, 40 fucking minutes like, ago. The only thing that was missing from this movie that I would love to see a nod at, going back to compare it to fucking uh, Fire in the Sky, oh, is like, because there is the one scene where it's raining outside and there's water on the window if you would have seen mm, the hand that, oh my god yeah if you would have seen like an alien's handprint in there the long fingers that's giving me chills dude like that movie to this day no sci-fi movie out there is gonna touch fire in the sky we live day. in fucking arizona anytime i go up north that and I'm movie cruising, still every time i watch oh. it chills run uh-huh. up my spine every single time yeah one scene in particular and we will cover we have to cover this on this podcast Mm -hmm. when travis with his little fucking umbilical cord when he's hanging up there there goes into the fucking pod and he's face in the fucking guts of the dead corpse yeah in there that's heinous to this i can remember the first time seeing that like Still grosses me the fuck out. Man, them them pulling him by the leg through the tunnels and getting him on that board and then fucking with his eye and just oh um, that movie was so Or just terrifying. even like the Oh my god. You talk about simplicity when fucking when they find him and he's when just Travis is the phone call. Yeah, dude. Oh, to come my pick god. him up. Just the sound of his voice mm-hmm. will creep you the fuck out. And so, so less, right? I mean, there really wasn't too much to that movie. No. Yeah. The aliens were well done. Mm -hmm. They were good enough for what the fuck they needed to be. Whereas this was just shitty found footage and there was no aliens. This movie could have used some aliens. Well, because even, even you didn't really see any abductions except the one of the child. No, you just, and you don't even see that. You just hear it. mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in regards to alien movies, this one's definitely not in the top ranking ones. And for found footage, it's barely that. It's not even labeled found footage, I don't think. I I, I think it was at one time, but now they've completely thrown out, that out the window because everyone knows that the fucking fa- the found footage was staged. Yeah. But when this was in theaters, they were fucking pumping that shit. Also, when, when I Googled... um white when i googled white owl in relation to aliens the only thing i actually caught up was or that pulled up was shit about this movie so i think in the actual alien world they don't i think that's more they do because and i think it's specifically if memory serves to the shit i was reading it's strictly toward to gnome every alien encounter that has been reported, people have reported seeing a white owl. Okay. 
And that's just going off of 20 some year old. So what you're saying is if you're in Nome, Alaska and you see a white owl, your ass is getting abducted. <laughs> that's the precursor. You see it, white owl, get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you also have to ask yourself this question. What would I be doing in Nome, Alaska? You know what, Ryan? You are a man of many mysteries. <laughs> and if one day you called me and said, hey, man, I'm in Nome, Alaska, I wouldn't ask any questions. I would just say, okay, what do you need? <laughs> and I'd be like, what do you need to get back? <laughs> do I need to water any of your plants? And what's the game plan here? <laughs> right. Um, so, next week, Under the Skin. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet for this podcast. It's been a minute since I've seen it. Okay. Looking forward to that conversation. I'm looking forward to that <laughs> film. It, it's definitely the odd man on the totem pole mm -hmm. in these three that we've been talking about yeah because this one is really out there <laughs> this one's more art house very much and considering the fact house. that the director only made music videos and commercials uh, and then he made this is kind of interesting because and not to mention scar joe was actually part of the production of this for like five years mm -hmm. like they've been making this movie for a hot fucking minute oh yeah well uh, i've hinted at it in the I think when Roxy said she first watched it, mm -hmm. I gave some insight, a little bit of how they made this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there it was a five-year fucking production yeah. of when in between her projects with Marvel yep. and all this crap, they were sending her to fucking Switzerland or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. And putting her in a truck, Driving having her drive her... Like, yeah, they didn't invent special cameras for that movie. Yeah, to mm -hmm. attach to the fucking vehicle. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> usually when they're candid, they're not that high definition and that small and compact, so mm -hmm. they had to make it movie quality being tiny. Yep. So I'm really looking forward to next week's Me conversation. Me too. I very much so am. Because I'm actually kind of happy that it got flipped. Yeah. Because we're ending... With a good one. On the high, I'm tipping my hand pretty fucking clearly. The highest end of this mini retrospective on sci-fi. Yeah. We're definitely ending on what I consider the superior of the three films that we were talking about. Hands down. Um, More up my alley. And it's, it, it, it's a completely different beast, though. Mm -hmm. Completely different style from, that's kind of why I picked the three movies that I picked because n none of them are similar. <laughs> they're all, all completely different from each but other. But they're still all based off of alien mm -hmm. interactions, whether it's abductions or yeah. just interacting with them or being possessed yeah. by one or your yeah. body taken over. And like I said, definitely tune in next week. It's going to be an interesting conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I want to say thank you all for listening. Uh, super grateful for the downloads. Um, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much just just for sticking around. Listen to our dumbasses rant about movies and side tangents and so on and so forth. Um, 
We might maybe be having some clips of some us recording the shit video status going up on YouTube maybe here shortly. Uh, I was kind of putting some shit together today to maybe make that happen. So maybe get to see our dumbasses talk about this stuff while we're talking about it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you know, take some time out of your day and uh, maybe see some classics. Uh, maybe take a peek at uh, some newer films. Either way, sit down, watch a movie that makes you feel good. Talk about it with some people. I don't give a fuck. Just go see some movies and we'll catch y'all next time. Yeah. Uh, thank everybody for tuning in. Um, always thank Seth. Um, get a chance. Watch Under the under the Skin. That way you have a little bit of a heads up of what we're going to be talking about next week. Because that's definitely one you want to see before listening to our podcast. Because... We are going to ruin the fuck out of that movie. <laughs> yeah. um, so check it out first. Uh, enjoy the, the rest of September. Get ready for spooky season. It's right around the fucking corner, peeps. Get get your Michael Myers coveralls out there. Get yourself a butcher knife and go have some fun. And as always, till next time, kiddies. Thank you.